Listener Production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Huff Science Explained, a weekly podcast brought to you by Listener and Cosmos. Today you've got me, Petra Stock, and we are getting stuck in to the strange world of fruit stickers. Yes, fruit stickers. So are they colourful provenance or wasteful annoyance? The latter, if you accidentally eat one, which seems to be a fairly common occurrence given the number of newspaper and web articles headlined, are fruit stickers edible? The first and rather obvious question is, why do we have them? Even though these little labels look kind of official and do appear on, or rather, adhere to, many pieces of fresh produce sold at supermarkets or fruit and veg shops. There's actually no legal or regulatory requirement for them to be there. Food Standards Australia requires most packaged food to be labelled, but not fresh fruit and vegetables. The stickers are part of a voluntary system governed by a global body called the International Federation for Produce Standards. That's the body that determines those four or five digit numbers printed on the stickers and even the font size they use. If they're not required, what are they for? You probably won't be surprised to learn that the original purpose of the produce sticker was for advertising. Apparently the first one used was back in 1929. According to the entrancingly named Encyclopedia of Ephemera by Maurice Ricards and Michael Twyman. A banana import company called Fife's wanted to distinguish their bananas from the other bananas in the shops. So they came up with a little blue oval-shaped label, very similar to the ones today. Initially, these stickers were used for fruits where the skin wasn't eaten. Things like bananas, oranges, mangoes and avocados. The first person to use them at commercial scale was third-generation Washington State cherry, pear and apple grower Tom Matheson, according to an obituary in that august journal Produce Processing. Matheson, crowned Cherry King in 1971 and Apple Man of the Year in 1996, also pioneered the move to bigger, sweeter cherries and apparently was the first to think of packing them in bags. What are the little magic numbers for? The four or five digit numbers on the stickers are called a PLU. That stands for Price Lookup Code, which is a voluntary global system established in 1990 that's used for categorising fresh produce like fruit, vegetables, dried fruit, herbs and nuts, like a global retail language of fresh produce, if you will. For retailers, the PLU works like a barcode or a QR code. Instead of typing in organic bananas or seedless watermelon, which can be a bit cucumbersome, the person at the checkout counter can punch in these four or five digits. More recently, some have added tiny barcodes called data bars. There are currently around 1,500 different PLU codes, And those numbers not only tell you the price, 
but they can also tell you something about how the produce was grown. A five-digit number starting with a nine usually means it's organic. A four-digit number has usually been conventionally grown, most likely using fertilisers or pesticides. The rest of the numbers are assigned based on the type and variety of fruit or vegetable it is and what size it is. For example, different apple varieties have different numbers. 4173 for a Royal Gala, 5030 for a Pink Lady, 3629 for a Modi and 3605 for a Kansi. How about them apples? And I know we're not supposed to compare apples and oranges, but there are 235 PLU codes assigned to apples, but only 35 for oranges. Oh, and for those design-interested listeners, International Federation for Produce Standards recommends the PLU number be printed in high contrast, ideally black text on white background, in size 10 or 12 point font. So, is there any value in fruit stickers? A startup called Sticks Fresh has developed a fruit sticker for mangoes, avocados, apples and pears that it claims will extend the life of fresh produce. The stickers are coated with a mixture of sodium chloride and beeswax and the idea is that the sticker works by removing ethylene, a gas which is produced by the fruit as it ripens. There's another stranger value in them. There are actually people known in French, and bear with me here, as légufrulabellophile, who find fruit stickers appealing and collect them. Antoine Seco holds the Guinness World Record for collecting 34,500 different types between 1993 and 2004. It might sound weird, but when you think about it, the graphic design of fruit stickers is kind of iconic. They might be small, but their designs are eye-catching. Most have vivid colours and loud designs and grouped together, they almost look like pop art. Perhaps unsurprisingly, a lot of designs feature anthropomorphised fruit in some form, like an enthusiastic orange with arms saying, I'm easy squeezy, or a go-go mango, jogging in sweatbands and sneakers. A US fruit company called Dole ran a series of stickers called Bananimals, where the designs featured animals with various body parts replaced by bananas, like the banana puss or the banana corn. I must say, some of the catchphrases seem a bit questionable, like the soft for you winking avocado, a banana with shifty eyes caught slipping, or concerningly, Granny Smith's tangy bits. In recent years, the sticker has even developed a bit of a cult following. There's a dedicated Instagram account by graphic designer Kelly Angood, and they've even been featured on Gorman Jeans. They were even the subject of an art exhibition in Madrid called the Frutas de Diseño, Design Fruits, which featured 360 variations of tiny fruit stickers in different shapes and colours, stuck in a dot grid pattern on a white wall, along with fruit wrappers and crates. So, 
Should we keep them? From January this year, France banned produce stickers across 30 fruits and vegetables. New Zealand is phasing them out by 2025, and states like South Australia and New South Wales have flagged fruit stickers for the chopping block as part of their phase-out of single-use plastics. One reason is that the vast majority of fruit stickers are made of plastic, and these little pieces of polyethylene are contributing to the broader proliferation of plastic pollution. Australia produces 2.5 million tonnes of plastic waste every year, some of which makes its way onto beaches, land and marine environments. And the plastic label doesn't stick on by itself. The US Food and Drug Administration has a long list of substances that can be used in these glues, including various forms of rubber or polymers, all of which you might consume. But they're so small. Are they really that much of a lemon? We don't know how many fruit stickers are used in Australia each year, as most fruit and vegetable statistics are measured in tonnes rather than pieces. In New Zealand, an estimated 1 billion stickers are put on apples alone, according to the country's waste and resource recovery sector. The Banana Council estimates Australians eat more than 5 million bananas every day. That's about 2 billion every year. So it's safe to assume that there are billions entering landfill, getting stuck in sewage systems, contaminating compost or washing up on beaches each year. In fact, local governments and wastewater treatment authorities in Australia both list fruit stickers as problematic for waste treatment. There are alternatives in the pipeline. A few companies are developing paper or compostable stickers. One Queensland banana farm, Rabbits Organics, is trialling fruit tattoos, a way of printing directly onto the fruit skin. And some European supermarkets have been lasering labels on avocados, sweet potatoes and coconuts since 2017. So I know you're wondering, should you eat them? Given what I've said so far, I hope you know the answer is no. One Indian state's Food and Drug Administration has actually banned fruit stickers over health concerns, saying the chemicals used are unsafe and have even urged people not to buy fruit with stickers. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you've found this fruitful. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the science briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back next week for another Huh! Science Explained.